All right, welcome to Peace of Mind Radio Podcast. I am Brian Ramsey, and that is... Eric Douglas. And... Aaron McAndrew. And we are family of planning partners. Uh, our phone number, since we have... I don't think we've ever done this, starting something totally new. Uh, for those of you listening on podcast, our phone number is 502-200-5210. So if you find anything that we say throughout these podcasts interesting and you want to give us a call... There's our number, which I don't think we've done ever. That's some bad. We're starting a new trend today. At least not the our, beginning. Yeah. We're going to give our uh, contact information out. Uh, okay, so we talked about this last week very briefly that we were going to have this conversation this week about owning real estate in your IRA or your Roth IRA, which don't know how anybody would accumulate enough money to buy a house inside your Roth, but maybe there's some people out there. But anyway, that's what we're going to talk about is really that it's not necessarily uh we're not going to approach it from any other aspect of pros and cons right that's right. it mm-hmm. and we're not going to get too much in the weeds if that's what you want to do uh pick up the phone and call us and we'll walk you through the pros and cons based on your specific situation because i will tell you uh i've got a couple clients that i got several clients that do this but it's they do it in totally different ways that basically addresses all the different aspects of what we're going to talk about. They vetted them all out and they're sort of doing it the right way. If there's a right way to do it, if that makes sense. And we'll start touch base on them as we go. Well, it's interesting because this is something that really hardly ever comes up. And we've just had a few instances in the last couple months where, you know, we've had questions about it from, from clients coming in and, and asking about, you know, should they do this? Should they do that? And so it seems very timely. I don't know why it's happening now, but well, it's happening because, uh, the real estate market is well, absolutely on fire. Yeah. And people think, I can go turn a quick you know, profit by owning a house in my IRA because I don't have any other liquid cash. So they've not done the proper planning, the ones that have called me. Yeah. It's the only money they have available is in an IRA. And so they're <laughs> going to use that to go make a quick buck. And it's, it just doesn't, it's hard yeah. to do it. It's very difficult to flip property in this kind of market uh, and make money because it's, it's just very difficult. One, you have to, you're buying the house. At a too high price to begin with. Prices are inflated for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then anything that you buy to fix up the house is expensive. Uh, so anyway, that the, we're going down a rabbit hole. Mr. Producer shaking his head like, oh my God, not again. <laughs> well, we'll get down there in a minute. So Yeah, we're, we're going to go down <laughs> several rabbit holes on this one. Okay, so um, let's talk about owning property in your IRA. Good mm-hmm. or bad, you guys take one and uh, we'll just kind of round robin it. Go I can go, like start our, the pros is is st- pretty straightforward. The reason why anyone would want to do it is because either in a traditional IRA they're getting the tax deferment, so they're not having to pay the taxes right now on it. But like a traditional IRA, the taxes would then defer to when you take the withdrawals when you're in retirement. Or on the flip side, the Roth IRA they don't get the tax deduction that you would get on the tra- traditional IRA, but it's all grows tax free. So. Same thing if you owned a property inside of uh, the Roth or a traditional, you're getting the same type of benefit that you would if you held traditional investments, mutual funds, stocks, ETFs, and so on that we all typically see in retirement accounts. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're flipping houses, yeah. So if you, you flip a house, you buy it for 100 sell it for 200 for simplicity's sake. Yeah. And you sell it within the first year, you still have short-term capital gains you have to pay taxes on. And, and if you can defer all of those taxes until, obviously, uh, retirement, that's attractive. But a con to that, it, it is attractive, but a con to that is yep. when you buy a house, say for 75, put 25 in it, you got 100 in it, you turn and 
voila, you sell for 200 which almost never happens, by the way. Although you hear people that go, oh, that's what I did, and you're like, no, probably not. If you get in their books, it probably doesn't happen that way. I've seen all kinds of half-hour TV shows on TV oh, where it's done. <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time. Come yeah. on, Brian. And all those people are on the beach, by the way. You want to live like me? You're not, dude, you're in a hotel. Come on. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but, but the point being, you don't have access to those profits. Yeah. So if you sell it and you, make a, you have a gain, you can't just take that gain out and go do something else with it. Well, you could buy another piece of property or invest it like you should, but you can't just take it out and go do something with it. It, it is a retirement account. It's an IRA. Right. We're talking about using IRA funds, which is an individual retirement account. Right. You're not supposed to touch those until 59 and a half without any type of a penalty, right? So that, that's one thing you have to keep in mind is, you know. Which any, is another negative, really, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Access to the principal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to in there, and it can grow as, as much as you want in there, but... You just don't have access to it. And akin to that is, um, let's take us back to the exact situation. The real estate market's at all-time highs, right? I mean, it's killing it. Well, what happens when that real estate market goes backwards and you're in a house and you want to get out of that property? Your market for somebody wanting to necessarily buy that property is limited compared to if you were in a stock. You can usually find somebody to to purchase stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and so on, get get them out of there pretty quick. They're pretty liquid real estate's not so right so that's a, a you know goes right along with what you just said right yeah i mean it, it, it's great when the housing market's on fire like it has been even though it's trailed off a little bit it's still a very good market at least here in kentucky yep. um but that's not always the case and that's not always going to be the case going forward and, and we we will have other i don't want to necessarily say where there's an imminent housing crash or anything like that coming but there, there's always ebbs and flows to these things, and inevitably, if you get stuck in a pension, you need, you know, access to cash or something. It's a very illiquid investment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say, uh, <clears throat> I'd say that. What, well, let me ask you this: Why we, we touched base on a minute ago, but why do we see clients use their IRA to buy real estate? Uh, well, I usually. The clients that I've talked to about it, it's because they've probably read a few finance articles online yeah. <laughs> and, and they know real estate. They, yeah. Like maybe they, they work for real estate companies, the realtors themselves, they have other investment properties. And I think you mentioned this earlier, they don't have any other excess there cash to be able to go after this. Yeah. And, they, and they have a chunk of money sitting in a 401k or an IRA or someplace like that, that they're looking to do something with. And they think, oh, the housing market's great. I have this chunk of cash over here that I don't have anywhere else. Right. Let's do a self-directed IRA yeah. or, or own real estate within an IRA. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I see most people is they're ill, they're not liquid anywhere yeah. else, and so the the only way they're liquid is through an IRA. And it's like, well, if you do the proper planning, you can become liquid on the other side and be able to to uh, take advantage of buying real estate. Now, to that point, this is where I was going with that. If uh, most people are using IRAs because they're somewhat illiquid on the other side, yeah. right? On their on the taxable side, so they have to use their IRA. So let's say client buys a hundred seventy five thousand dollar house. They got two hundred thousand dollars in their four hundred one IRA. They put seventy five thousand or twenty five thousand in it. So they got two hundred thousand. They they've maxed out their IRA in this house. Okay, or say it's two houses, whatever you want to do. Now they need to put twenty grand into these homes because the roof is bad or whatever. Limited for what? Well, repairs, and then yeah. it, it, and and then you start talking into getting into tax accounting here because right. you're out of money in your IRA. So now you're having to use funds outside of your IRA to help 
make improvements or just take care of regular expenses and and things that happen when you own a house, right? And, well, what's owned in the IRA, you you don't have access to until retirement. That's a retirement account. That's right. However, anything that you add on top of that, that you add to your investment in a property is taxable. (laughs) So then you're looking at doing, okay, let's say if you have 75% of your your total investment is from your IRA, 25% is coming from your own individual accounts. Uh, Well, 75% of that is going to be tax deferred, but you still have to pay taxes on that 25%. And you start, you need a good accountant for that. Yeah. Um, Not that it's impossible, but it becomes super complicated really quick. Yeah. Yeah. I would say there, I would say the majority of people that get into it don't fully understand the tax implications or ramifications of what they're doing. They just have heard, oh, it's so easy. Use an IRA, liquidate it from whatever mutual fund you're in, and go buy a piece of property. It's just it's just not that simple. Yeah, it's not that the simple. Other, the other thing that I would bring up on top of those lines is um, the fact that now they're they're going to a self-directed IRA holding these real estate. They also have to to make sure they're following all the IRS guidelines because if for some reason something falls through the cracks, that could disqualify the, either the tax deferment or right. the tax treatment on the Roth IRA, the tax-free growth mm-hmm. for them, and blow the whole thing up. So it's you know, yes, you got to have a great accountant. You got to you have you know, got to know what you're doing. And there's just a lot of bells and whistles on right. these things. So yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so you guys, I, I didn't know about this, but you guys, uh, right before we were shooting this, we were having a conversation around you know, situations we come up. We've had clients that have owned real estate, and you guys brought up the concept of UDFI. Why don't you explain what that is? So Eric just mentioned a little bit about that. Um, uh, before, but basically what that is, is um, it's anytime you're bringing uh, assets or any money or something to the table, whether you put your own yep. money in it or you go get a loan out. So for example, if let's use that same example that he just used on somebody that purchased a $200,000 home, but they have $100,000 sitting in their Roth IRA or whatnot that they're looking to purchase this house with, they can go out and get a loan for the other $100,000 but the problem with that is, is not all of the income from that's going to become uh, tax-free growth, just like it would be uh, if it was just inside of a Roth IRA. Right. So in this example, if you've got $100,000 in your Roth IRA, you buy a $200,000 house, you went out and got a, a mortgage loan or whatnot for, to cover the other $100,000 of it, 50% of every dollar that you make an income on this um, house is still going to be taxed because it's not related. It's unrelated debt. Um, financing income is what it's called, unrelated debt financing yeah. income. So, yeah. and it's taxed at, you know, it's still that's still subject to tax because, like Eric was mentioned earlier, that's not <coughs> being held inside of the IRA. And, right. and and that's a very very simple example, right? But most of the time, you're not going to have a fifty fifty split right down the middle, right? Right. right. And, and especially when you come to the table with your own money that you're making improvements. Well, if you bring you know twenty thousand dollars to make an improvement to the property out of your own individual accounts that's taxable, well, that might raise the value of the investment up, let's say, 50000 after the improvements have been made, and that might cause you to increase the amount of rent. So then you're looking at what proportion, uh, or what percentage, I should say, of that increase yeah. is taxable versus not. And it can get really, really tricky. And, and once again, going back to your point, you don't want to inevitably do something or mistakenly do something that's going to blow up the value of using the IRA, which is a tax deferral, right? You don't want to blow that up. You need to hold on to that uh, very carefully. So, yeah. So uh, let's talk about one of the things that we talk about 
uh, when clients come in and they own real estate, we talk about ownership of the, the asset. Because we're all about making sure that you have every one of your assets titled properly mm-hmm. or they have proper beneficiary designations, right? So in the IRA, you obviously have beneficiary designations. That, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to titling of an asset, uh, anytime you own real estate, it needs to be owned in a what? LLC. LLC. A limited liability risk uh, mitigation strategy is what really what we refer to it as. So any asset that you own inside of an LLC, that's all that's at risk for that potential liability in that entity. So what we tell every client is, if you own real estate outside your primary residence, it needs to be owned inside of an LLC. You own it inside your IRA, it's not owned inside of an LLC, which is, again, not is not necessarily uh, the ideal way to own a piece of property outside mm-hmm. of, a, of an LLC. Because you just, you just don't have that. Uh, that uh, risk prevention measure uh, that we'd like to use when you own real estate that's not your primary resident, right? Yeah, because once again, an IRA is an individual account. Yeah, right. It, so it can't be owned inevitably by something that's not an individual. That's right. So. Now, the one thing it does do is it does pass outside of probate, so we don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that. That's a good thing. But it's the risk side of it that you can't control what happens on your property. I had a piece of – I still have real estate. I had a home in, in Lexington. And we didn't know this, but we had a no pet, uh, we had a no <laughs> pet uh, provision. And come to find out, we had somebody that we were refinancing it. This has been 15 years ago. But anyway, we were refinancing it, and they did an appraisal. And then went by, and it was like a vicious dog. So we actually, it got reported. We actually lost our insurance on the house. They gave us a 30-day notice. Oh, wow. Uh, it was a vicious dog. Sure enough, the guy took a picture of it. This this. It was a big dog, but it, it, it was a vicious dog, put it that way. Um, so not only do we have to switch uh, insurance, um, we had to we, – we went out and got – I don't know what policy it was at the time, but we wound up getting more insurance on it because this guy had a vicious dog. We're like, what happens if this dog goes out and yeah. bites the mailman, whatever mm-hmm. comes on the property? I mean, you just never know what happens, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just not worth uh, – it's just not worth, I don't think, well, if you own real estate outside your primary resident, you have to own an LLC. That's the point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, here's the other one that I think is is fairly interesting is, and uh, I'm not going to, for those of you that own real estate, you'll know this. If you don't, if you've never owned real estate, you'll, you'll learn to appreciate this if you get into real estate. And that is, if you ever look at anybody's tax return that owns r- real estate, you would think, why in the world do you ever own real estate? Because no one ever shows a profit, or you hardly ever show a profit. At least not on their tax returns, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, sure. Um, just because you can deduct a lot of things, and there's depreciation, yeah. there's all kinds of measures you put in place to limit um, to limit a tax the, the tax liability on it. You can't do that inside of an IRA. Mm-hmm. It, now, it's all deferred anyway, but you still don't get that that longevity of writing things off and having to be able to write certain expenses off like you can, you know, in our property. I don't want to give too much away because my dad's my CPA, 
and he might get upset. <laughs> Actually, I really don't know what he does on the tax return. All I know is that we hardly ever show any, <laughs> hardly ever show any uh, anything we have to report every year. But maybe I don't know. Maybe we're doing things the wrong way. I don't know. But some, of the, ever, but some of the immediate benefits you're talking yeah, about that it. you get from owning real estate, you right. don't get to receive those immediate benefits, right. like the write-offs and things like that, yeah. because you're getting a much longer-term benefit, which is the uh, the, the tax-deferred growth and, and obviously generating more retirement income. Yeah. Yeah, and once it's out, when it's outside of your IRA, there's a lot more flexibility in what you can do with it. Yeah, um, and and you know how re, how re, how you report things is just uh, I don't know. I, I'm not. I will tell you, I'm not a huge fan of owning real estate inside your IRA. Are you guys? Granted, we are investment guys, so it might come out, come across as being a little bit biased or skewed. But but generally speaking, no. Uh, I mean, the way I view your IRAs and. It, well, let me back up a little bit. What I see some so many times is the people that are usually most often wanting to do real estate in their IRAs are real estate people. Yeah. And we all know real estate people. And don't misunderstand. I'm not I'm not disparaging real estate as a bad investment by any means. I know some really good friends of mine that have done really well utilizing real estate as investments and they own all oh, yeah. kinds of rental properties and, and that's a fantastic way to build wealth. And if you know what you're doing, that's really, really great. But that's usually one thing I see with real estate guys, real estate girls, I should say, or, or folks, um, that's all they know. And that's what they stick with. Yep. And they don't necessarily know investments and they'd stick with real estate because to some degree they've done well with it. They have reason to believe in it and they seem to think, you know, or they, you know, probably think that they will continue to do well with it. But it, what that leads to is a lack of diversification in your portfolio. Yeah. And, you know, real estate, once again, is fantastic but it's fantastic on this side of your portfolio. This side of your portfolio is generated for retirement income. These are your retirement funds and they serve a different purpose than, you know, owning real estate in an overall portfolio. Not to say that one's good, bad and different or better than the other, but there's an additional risk when you, when you mix the two and you're just creating a lack of diversity in your overall portfolio. Eric hit the nail right on the head there that I was going to say is I agree 100% with everything he just said is the the biggest issue that I have with it most of the time when clients would come or, or prospects or whatnot anybody would come to me and say hey can we just do this and put real estate inside of an IRA yep. the biggest problem that I always have with it is a lack of diversification yeah. it is people who are real estate professionals it's it could be people who are builders it could be people who are real estate agents or just they know the market very very well and that's the only people that I would say that it's really suitable for you got to know real estate very well but the downside with that is i have it is it's the lack of diversification right the market is just not it's not liquid you, if for example let's take what happened with covid uh this past year too that look what happened in the market in 2020 we could easily make changes regardless of what was going on in the market right. to client portfolios to make sure that they stay within their risk tolerance and what their goals are if we have 100% of our assets tied up into one property and the market goes south at some point in time, how are we getting out of that? How are we making any type of um, changes? And I'm not saying we need to get out, but how do we, we don't have our, we got our hands really kind of cuffed and we're tied there. So um, those are some of the reasons why I don't like it. But if there is somebody that's going to do it, they need to understand it, not only understand real estate, but also understand what all the rules are and guidelines, because they could really be hurting themselves if they, if they go outside the, the, the the area there. The thing about, so I'll ask you guys this question. The thing about real estate is what are the two numbers that most people talk about when they invest in real estate? What are the, what are the two numbers that you hear? What they bought it, 
what they, they bought the house for and what they sold it Correct. for. And then they immediately equate the difference as, oh, that's my profit, and I made X percent on my investment. And it kind of forces you because they typically are far less liquid than a stock or a bond or just more traditional investments, right? So by nature, houses or real estate is typically going to be a long-term investment. And most people only focus on those two numbers, what you bought it and what you sold it for. They're not as focused on, okay, all the improvements you made throughout the year, what right. the insurance that you have to pay to carry it, the, the taxes that you have to pay, uh, down payments, um, uh, closing costs on, on real estate loans. And I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> had a bit of a brain fart there. But you, you don't think about all the miscellaneous expenses that you incur along the way that actually detract from that actual percentage yep. of gain. So if you're only focused on those two numbers, you miss all the ones that occur along the way. Um, and, and when you think of it as a long-term investment over time, it's not just that one number you're focused on. You need to be focused on all the smaller <coughs> numbers along the way. And you know, some people get so wrapped up in that, oh, I made 50% on this house. Well, did you really? Probably right. not. And it, that 50% number seems so high when you compare maybe an annual return in your IRA of six, seven, eight percent, which is really pretty good if you do that over a period of 15, 20, 25 years. That's fantastic. Right. Um, that's a really good return over a long period of time. Um, and overall, that accumulation <laughs> of gains is going to make a really significant um, you know, dent or a really significant you know, uh, amount of money for you. But it just doesn't have the immediacy or the the shocking the, the shock factor that you will when you you buy and sell real estate. Yeah, so you guys uh, really uh, spoke to what I wanted to say about the diversification piece, and why I say that I'm not a huge fan of owning real estate inside of an IRA is most people don't have the volume of yeah. cash in their IRA to buy a multitude of properties. Typically, it's one or two. So it's nearly no different than buying one mutual fund or one stock or two mutual funds and two stocks. You got one piece of property. And historically speaking, I'm not going to talk numbers because then uh, compliance will never re- approve this. Um, and probably won't approve it anyway because <laughs> they don't, you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, the, but when you look at the overall historical rate of return of real estate versus being in the market, a diversified portfolio in the market, I would venture to say that you'd find very few periods of time where real estate appreciates faster than the market. I just don't ever, I mean, it happens maybe in small spurts, like right now in Kentucky, it's uh, really through the middle of 2020 up in, and really it's calmed down a lot now, the real estate market. But let's say for about six to eight months here, it was nut. It was nutty. Yep. Uh, so maybe that part of that little time period outperformed the market. But historically speaking, I just venture to say that that's not the case. Right. And so why would you take everything and put it into an asset that appreciates it 2 3 4% versus having in the market, which historically has returned a lot higher uh, rate of return than that? I just don't – the numbers don't add up to me. And I'm a numbers guy. You guys know that. And I've done it over and over and over trying to justify it to me. So that I can give proper advice to a client, I just don't see where the numbers work. Well, it's also out. worth noting you're a real estate guy too. I mean, and you, I'm a real you, own, guy. you own real estate, right. so yeah. it's, it's not like you're speaking out of turn here. Right. And I don't yeah. want to get, I don't want anybody to, to misconstrue what we're saying here. I think all of us agree that uh, there's a po- there's a good place. Real estate's a solid investment, a good place for a portion of your portfolio, not all of it, and not all of it in, in an IRA. So, right. yeah, if you took look, if you took if you had a four hundred thousand dollar IRA and you took a hundred thousand of it and you went and bought two little pieces of property somewhere, that's fine to do that. Right. But 
we that's not the case what we see typically. Somebody comes in and says, I got four hundred thousand, I'm putting all four hundred thousand dollars of it into real estate. And I just don't the numbers don't work for me. Right. I just don't see how they work out. So but anyway, if you have questions about owning real owning real estate inside of an IRA, call us. We'll be happy to kind of walk you through it. And really, it kind of goes back to what I said in the very beginning. Everybody's situation is a little bit different and unique. And it may work out to where it might make some sense, right? Um, but you might consider owning it outside of an IRA too, uh, after you talk to us. So either way, uh, call us. We'll be happy to sit down and talk to you, talk about real estate. Anything else you want to talk about is fine with us. Uh, we don't charge for our first meeting. So uh, if you want to just come in and sit down and chat about anything you want to, no problem whatsoever. Uh, if you want to give us a call, we're happy to uh, take a call as well. Our phone number, 502-200-5210. Uh, and you can hit any of our extensions and we'll ha be happy to talk to you. Uh, thanks for watching. Then I'm going to let Eric sign us off for another week. I feel like you've done enough of these. You should probably no, be able to do this by now. I can't, can't do it. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, hit the red button in the corner to subscribe. Be the first to get notified when we, le when we release any new content. If you're uh, listening to us on Apple, if you can give us a, uh, a quick rating, five-star review would be fantastic. Uh, helps us get uh, a little bit more exposure and, and, and increase awareness of, of what we're doing here. And like, like Brian said, if you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call. Thanks have for a listening. Have a good week. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing businesses, independent financial partners, IFP, IFP Securities, doing business as IFP, and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only, and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors. This report may not be reproduced, distributed, or published by any person for any purpose without IFP's express prior written consent. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as independent financial partners, IFP, member of FINRA and SIPC, investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, doing business as IFP, a registered investment advisor. IFP and Family Wealth Planning Partners are not affiliated. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as IFP, IFP Securities LLC doing business as IFP and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors.